Ladies and gentlemen, the time has come. This is the Eat, Sleep, Repeat, Repeat Podcast, your weekly AEW review and breakdown. Introducing first, the man of the hour. So rise up and feel the power. It's Natalie, Charlie. The Vinky? Black. Black. Anyway, um. Who wants a black? Anyway, um. How's it going, everybody? So. Charlie, there was some interesting wrestling this week. Like all kinds of interesting wrestling. Actually, I would say there was some stuff that I wasn't like super into, but there was some good stuff this week. We got some good title matches. It was Title Tuesday. We had uh, we had some title matches on Tuesday. I don't know why. Yeah, Title Tuesday. I I don't remember them calling it that last week. By the way, (laughs) I think it was just kind of thrown in. True. On Tuesday, because I feel like we would have mentioned that, but it was hey, you know what? Title Tuesday, it works. They beat NXT in the ratings. I mean... Hello, what have we here? We don't make the rules here, so... They do. Yeah. The, the Voros <laughs> twins do make the rules, 1,000%. Um, not only do they make the rules, they wrote the rule book. but anyway... Um, yes, so, yeah. We have, some, uh, we have some good stuff to talk about this week. Um, but first of all, we have a little bit of a shine to put on ourselves, uh, because we had a little bit of a milestone in the pod uh, this past like couple... It was in the last week, I guess, or whatever it was. Um, between the last episode and now, we hit 2K downloads on the podcast. Uh, so that's a pretty cool little milestone because now we're available to some new platforms. Take a little we'll bow. Take it, we'll take it. Thanks for the yeah, applause, yeah, yeah. everybody. We appreciate yeah, a little, it. A little pause for the cause, as they say <laughs> in the industry. But anyway, um, but uh, I yeah, it's really cool to have that many. I was saying to you over the week, like it's kind of cool to have that many people having you know tuned in to check out what our opinion is. So. Uh, we'll, yeah. do, we'll do our best to keep it going. We do miss some weeks because of various reasons. Like I'm a, I'm a, a full time Twitch streamer, so I kind of overdo it some weeks. And I'm like, this week, for example, I was trying to stay up to, to, to do this episode this week, but I ended up it's going to be late. I apologize, everyone. It's on me, but uh, you know, uh, listen. At least you got an episode this week. All right. So, yeah, man. You, you know, know, people. Hey, these guys, ladies, everyone waking up on Monday. You know, maybe they're flipping our pod on going to work. The people in France, yeah. Shout out you guys in France, but uh, I don't speak French. But uh, French ladies are are cool. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine to get, to get to date because of the podcast. Anyway, um, that'd be uh, Hello, a conflict of interest. Here? I think. I think that's illegal. Um, but anyway, um, that being said, uh, yeah, there's some interesting stuff. We'll get into favorites in a second, but before we do, uh, make sure whatever those new podcast platforms, which includes Pandora, Amazon Music, and or, well, yeah, I guess it's Amazon Music, but it's just Amazon in general, and then um, on iHeart as well. If you're on any of those platforms, do the follow, like, subscribe equivalent over there. Make sure you guys leave reviews as well. It helps us get up in the charts on specifically Apple, I think. Um, so, you know, do all that stuff, you know, give those five, these five star frog splash reviews, gimmick infringement Jones. Um, and yeah, so <laughs> let's, uh, that's a double gimmick infringement because the Jones gimmick is, uh, it has this thing. So now, now we're going to have a cease and desist on the podcast, but anyway, um, so yeah. So I don't know. With that being said, Charlie, is there any, are there any sound bites that you think are appropriate to play just right at this moment as we transition here? And I am a sports entertainer thank you danny garcia can carry us i mean i I feel like he knows what he's doing right absolutely (laughs) also make sure you follow us on twitter you can follow me at bane duke that's b-a-n-e-d-u-k-e and charlie at o charlie with an x instead of an a and 
Uh, I'm also a Twitch streamer, so like I said before, you can follow me, the Duke of Derbs. It's twitch.tv slash the Duke of Derbs, exactly how it sounds like it's spelled. So um, I'm, I'm on literally all the time, uh, so you can you can check that out. I did like a, a nine-hour stream the other day or something. It was insane. Um, but yeah, so Charlie, we have some, some favorites to talk about. As you guys can hear on this audio, my voice is about to die, so can you just talk for two seconds while I clear my throat? Yes, I can talk, and uh, you know, here's the thing. I think we have some plenty of favorites to pick from this week. Um, a lot of shit happened actually, and and we're gonna get into elevation and dark and the kind of the full show breakdowns. If you guys into the show, yeah, we kind of <laughs> you got me. We kind of break it down. We don't break down match by match like every single thing that happened, but we kind of go match no. to match, giving an explanation. And we also got some sometimes news I go we'll nuts and we go an hour and a half because I have something to say about everything. But sometimes I'm just like nah. But we got some news to get to, and we'll get to that after our favorites. But. As we like to do, we'd like to start off on a high note here. You know, Matt Riddle, 420, bro. Smoke him up. It's a high note here. Garrett, Exactly. what the fuck is your favorite? <laughs> My favorite this week is Matt Riddle versus RVD. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> for the 420 championship at the Weed was, Festival. No. But I have it, to ask, was yes. Taz calling the match? He would be if it was the 420 Weed Festival Championship. <laughs> he would be. On the 69th day of the year. Anyway, um, so, yeah, so we had Dalton Castle versus Chris Jericho. Um, I, and like I, I'm, I've, I've been saying to you lately, like, uh, I think I said it before we started recording, um, that uh, every opportunity to put over Dalton Castle that I can yes. is going to take. Because I want to see Dalton Castle continue to get used beyond, like, this little stint with the sort of semi-Ring of Honor the AEW thing we're getting right now with Jericho being the champion uh, until, you know, 2023 when they get their TV deal. So I, I just want to see him get used more and stay on national TV because I think he's a star. And if you leave him on national TV long enough, everyone else will realize that too. I think everyone already sort of does that. It's like, I, I was so excited to see him in front of this crowd, especially Charlie, when he made his entrance, dude, the crowd was so into it. Like that is exactly what I was picturing bucks, you. I remember saying to you, I don't know if it was two or three episodes ago or how long ago. It's like, if they put this guy on TV, in front of a national television crowd, yeah, he's going to be a star, and I would think I was correct in that assumption. Um, no, yeah, that <clears throat> that entrance is a million bucks, and I, I think he took advantage of this opportunity. I really do. Absolutely. Um, there was a there's a lot of spots that were really good, but like some some ones that just uh, I wrote down uh, in the middle of this, the little spot at the beginning where uh, he reaches around inside his trunks and finds the middle finger that popped me. Um, that was good. Uh, the you know middle fingers common common re- wrestling gesture, but uh, it just when the, the way he did it, it was so serious. I loved it. It was so dramatic. Yeah. Um, the boys being tossed at Hager. This is okay. This goes into one of my my favorite spots of the match. So they toss the boys at Hager, and then you have a pile of boys over by Hager, and Hager's just kind of like, "What? Oh shit! I'm outnumbered." <laughs> And then they beat the piss out of Hager. That was awesome. The boys are not just, like, literally punching bags. They're there to, uh, like, level the playing field for Dalton Castle, and I love that. Um, I don't think the rest of them are going to wrestle, but I love the idea of him having this entourage of of, of boys. Was I the only one half expecting, like, a Sammy Guevara or someone to be hiding as one of the boys? It would fit the... the, It would fit what Jericho does, right? I think just <clears throat> cheating by I, the method that, like, he kind of sort of did, like, you know, I 
using distractions and stuff like that is much more their their thing i think yeah um, but i mean they've also cheated i don't know they're they're gonna find different ways i think jericho's gonna try and do things differently every time so i don't know i'd have to go back and look at the exact how the match ended to see they may have just wanted to beat dalton clean here just or however it worked out you know what i mean however they did the finish here they might have just did for whatever reason i don't actually know the exact reason off the top of my head i will say this though um, we got a lot of the great suplex spots and because, you know, Jericho is a little bit older, like when he, when he sells for these kinds of moves now, they do look a little bit more brutal than when someone else does them because he's just taken the bump now. Cause he doesn't want to, as, as much of a dance as he could have made it look like at one point, it's, it's easier for him to just lean into stuff and just take a bump nastily. It's probably taking bumps off his bump card faster, but it looks really good. So, yeah. Um, he, I think he put Jericho him over definitely really sold for him and I, yes. I respect that. Yes, like he also sold for Bandito. Like, he, dude, who who would have allowed Bandito to do that insane suplex thing? Nobody yeah, else. It was no. literally just Jericho. So it's, and I think he, I don't think he gave him quite the same treatment. That's kind of what I was getting at. Um, but I think it was pretty damn close. Uh, there was a really cool spot where he counted the lion salt into a German suplex. I don't know if that's ever been done. Maybe it was done by Lesnar at some point, but I, I don't think I've ever seen that. I felt like that's Jericho cool. and Lesnar never really had a, a true great no, match. No, they, they had one-offs here and there, or like a Survivor Series. I think they probably had matches, I'm sure, but, you know, with like the crossover yeah. brands. They always seem like they were on different brands, which makes sense. They're both big stars. You know, you don't want all of your big stars in one place, but you'd think there'd have been time maybe... Were they both part of the SmackDown 6? I think they might have been. Ah, whatever. The point is... There, you know, they haven't really had a proper thing that so you know maybe it was just good timing worked out for a person like uh you know for Dalton Castle to come in and make an advantage like that. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Jericho kicking out of the bangering. I mean, fine. Um, uh, but then there was a sudden Judas effect, and that was what took the win. And Charlie, we went. There was in a little segment after this where Jericho also attacks Jerry Lynn, which I like. Maybe I don't know if Jerry Lynn's going to get back in the ring. I I I don't think so. But I you know no, just yeah. Jerry Lynn's back there training people and just came out and was like, "Yo, Jericho!" And Jericho was just like, "No, now you die." So uh, that was cool. Uh, Charlie, just your quick thoughts on this match because I I went pretty long there, but uh, I just really like this match. I really like Dalton Castle. Please use Dalton Castle more, Tony Khan. Please, thank you. Yes, and uh, I gotta say, it's I, I did enjoy this myself. Um, Ian Riccoboni also getting fucked up at the end was kind of sad. That makes you, that puts you in the feels a little bit there. Um, yeah, look, I mean, hey, in Wikipedia, I, Jericho's run right now is is fun. Now uh, you could uh, you could play devil's advocate here and say, well, his run is just exhibition matches. There's no real, like, story here. That's what the people are trying to say that are kind of picking apart this run. But I think the story, this goes back to Danielson's first kind of run here in AEW. The story is the journey. It's it's a bit of the Mandalorian here, you know. The Mandalorian Season 2, the story is the journey that he goes on. It's individual planets that he goes to. And, you know, Jericho and his Ocho reign, what we're telling is, you know... He is the greatest Ring of Honor champion. I mean, that's the story he wants to tell. And he's going to do that by beating them all. Now, what I eventually hope is maybe someone catches him. Someone unexpected. Or he just, you know, wherever this takes us, maybe someone new takes it off of him. And I'll, t- I'll yeah. tell you who I hope uh, is one of the persons that faces him and potentially the one that beats him. Yeah. Adam Cole, baby. Okay. And I, I would dig that. 
I would you know who his next it. opponent should be? I already know. And I know, I, I actually, Charlie, I'm about to tell you who Jericho's yeah, opponent. I don't think they teased it during the match. I'm going to so. tell you who Jericho's opponent at full gear should be. Okay, let's hear it. Hangman Adam Page. Ooh. Okay. Former Ring of Honor champion. He won it I right was, at the end, did he not? I'd have to double check. I'm pretty I, sure I actually, he's won the Ring of Honor title. He, Let me double he check. He might not have won that title. But if, if, um, if oh wait he might not have was was AEW his first world title? I actually think it was because he was in the G one, but he never won it. So he, he was definitely the, in the in the world title scene because it was him versus literally everyone for like months at, at Ring of Honor. It felt like for that title. Yeah, it just uh, I guess he just never won. If it. it's not Hangman, I can tell you right now, I would love it to be Samoa Joe. I mean, he could just I, face I Hangman. I think there's anyway. a world I mean, that could do it's that. It's not like he's exactly. just he facing could do former it Ring of Honor people. I was just thinking that. I was looking at who was on that poster for the show, and I was like, eh, if Hangman's going to be on the show, we might as well have him face the champion at least. Like, I feel like, you know? Yeah, fuck it. Bust it out. But I but still yeah, think, this, uh, this was, regardless uh, of my reasoning, I still think it would be great if he won. If, 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 if he, even if he won it. I, don't, I wasn't going to say won, but if he, if he were to... Uh, I guess technically his first world title was the tag titles. I mean... And I, you know... I, I, there's a kind of a debate I'd like to spark here, but I'm going to save it for the news. It has to do with ROH. So, because since we're covering ROH in the or news, does his be the time as a time. Ring of Honor six man champion also make him a world champion? Probably not. But yeah, um, <laughs> still. probably not. Yeah, I mean, but, hey, the Young Bucks were involved, so you could. So we'll be talking some more ROH during the news. But yes, so let's jump into uh, let's jump into my favorite. And Tommy. Again, from Dynamite, I, you know, I was going between the opener and the match after it. I think that tells you. And then the match after that was a Jericho match. So Dynamite uh, had some really high quality matches, in my opinion. And I'm actually going to go with the in-between here. So Tony Storm and Hikaru Shida for the AEW Interim Women's Championship. I think Tony Storm... So... She has wrestled on every dynamite. I, it was since August 31st. So she had wrestled on every dynamite until last week's. Right? So now she's back. She, Tony Storm's kind of been she's kind of been an anchor every week. I mean, Charlie, she's wrestling. Is, is, I'm going to ask you this seriously. Is she on the best run of title defenses in the history of the AEW Women's World Championship? I think she might be. In terms of consecutively and consistency, yeah, because Hikaru Shida's was a little spread out. I mean, even Brit's great matches were always, it felt like every couple feuds, you know? Like, the great matches. It feels like every time St- Tony steps into the ring now that she's got the championship, it feels like a massive match. And every time it feels like there's no way she could lose it, but it still feels huge, you know? Like, and. Absolutely, and so setting the setting the table for this match, Excalibur put it out here really well. He said, "This is the this is the singles match is ten years in the making," and he said they wrestled a tag match in 2013 in Japan. Taz also informed us that this was Ishida's first title opportunity in about 16 months, and uh, Garrett, they just came out swinging. The pace it was a breakneck pace right out of the gates, and. I thought the chemistry these guys these these ladies had was just awesome. So many badass moves, by the way, which I'll let you I'll let you take the floor for that in a second. But uh, Tony T 
teasing that Avalanche Storm Zero that she used to defeat Serena Deeb a few weeks ago. It's little things like that, man. They were telling a story here that Tony Storm wants to prove she is the best. She wants to prove she is the best women's champion. Even though there's technically this interim tag in front of it, which we'll also be talking about a little bit more about that here in a couple minutes during the news. But I just think... Well, I got a controversial thing to say before you throw it over. I, me, I think like, these two got... I think these two really... I think they raised the bar for the women's matches on Dynamite. And this, it also came in at the second match, by the way, which we've been yes. talking about that too. 8.30, this match was on. Following a great fucking opening title match. And it followed it, and in my opinion, it was better. I, I just think... I'm so happy, too, for Hikaru Shida and Tony Storm. Like, at this point, Tony Storm is proving to be one of AEW's best acquisitions this year. She has to be. Like, she's champ- She's the fucking women's world champion already, too. If that wasn't enough. In, like, less week- than five months or something like that. Yeah, like- week to week, she puts out some good stuff. And, yeah, so, uh, I'll get to the ending here real quick. Uh, basically... Tony was hitting some rolling Germans. She ends up escaping, but she couldn't avoid the snap tornado DDT. Then the Storm Zero allowed the champion to retain. I, I mean, part of me wishes it went a little longer, sure. But for what it was, I mean, look, it, whether she's interim champion or she becomes the champion, this is we're going to talk about this title match when her reign ends. And mm-hmm. good luck. Because this was fucking awesome. I, I really think... We can get into some post-match shenanigans after I get your thoughts on this. Okay. Because there was a little post-match shit, but um, uh, it was great Steeler stuff, too. But, Garrett, what did you think of this? What did you think of Tony Storm? I, I know you're a big fan of Hikaru Shida like me, so... Yes, absolutely. I'm a big you, fan uh, of both, I would say. First um, title opportunity in 16 months. That should not be the case. She should have had... She should have had at least one title shot in there against Britt when Britt had, like, no contenders, but I guess they just wanted to save that match for <clears throat> a future when they... when Maybe when Shida's champion or something, but... Um, yeah, like, they just to get into some of the moves, like you were saying, um, oh, the controversial thing I was going to say before I get into the moves... I think you, you keep saying, well, this interim tag, honestly, and, and this is controversial, and I know I'm kind of leaning into some of the stuff that I'd said I didn't like that was being said in the wake of Thunder Rosa being injured, but I think she might be the first case where we see that interim tag dropped. I, I, there's a case for it, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in the news. Yes. I don't think it's going to happen. I think they respect Thunder Rosa too much, and I personally respect Thunder. I would be very disappointed if they did that, but I would too. But they also did make an exception in the case where CM Punk is going to be out for an extended period of time. So I, you know what I mean? So we'll have to see how that goes. But um, that being said, yes, yeah, there's some good technical like transition holds and stuff like that. You know, a lot of the stuff that I love at the beginning of the match, they must know that I'm watching or something. Anyway, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> then there was a move that... Um, Charlie, there was his hip attack t- in this match that was while Sheeta was on the apron, and my god, did it hit her in the side of the fucking head. There's only one thing that I can say to that. And so, Tony Storm already <laughs> destroying everybody in the rankings of the Simmons Award this year, picking up a is number she, two. Is she two-time? She's two the time? only two- I think she's the only- no, Pac, Pac has a two-time, actually, as well, because Pac is just- Because Pac, they're fucking but- incredible. 
Yeah, they they just put it out there. Is who else? Does anyone else have two? No, it's literally. You know just what we Pac. need now. No, Pac Give only has one. When did I change the rankings? Still, Pac we only need has Pac one. First, Tony Storm. You know, what I think you were gonna give it to him. But, yeah, and I, uh, I took one back it. one week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it's a it's it. Trust me, I'm not making it up as I go along. Everyone, um, but <laughs> Pac versus Tony Storm. Book yeah, it. book it, book it. Um, that being said, though, uh, love like you said the references to the history. There was a nice combo of oh, I loved this. This was I believe a, a nice Sheeta combo. She did like Meteora off the top rope, and uh, that was really cleanly sold by Tony. But then she hit like a version of like the Rochambeau type move. I don't know what it's actually called, but I'm gonna call yeah. it that. And I just thought that was really nice. And, uh, and together, there was a couple of nice close calls. And then you mentioned there were some uh, uh, some post-match shen- shenanigans after this match. Uh, one of them was one of my favorite things that's happened in a while and a surprise to me. So, Charlie, tell yeah, us what so happened. Yeah, so post-match, Jamie Hayter and Rebel, with a crutch, hit the ring for the post-match beatdown. Britt Baker makes her entrance and, you know, rocking that Steelers swag. You know how it is. Soraya. Wait, I thought Britt entr- came out later. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> her entrance music hits she tackles baker on the floor they brawl into the crowd hater and rebel continue to beat up storm garrett nonetheless rio makes her debut or her fuck her return you <laughs> fucked up you fucked up i deserve that boomy i'm a bad guy. fuck made her return she took them both out with a dive rio got a big reaction storm found out storm has found backup in her battle with baker hater and rebel and perhaps a new challenger at the t- same time. All right, so we know what our six-man women's tag match at the pay-per-view is going to be. <laughs> oh, it definitely could be. That's a way to get Soraya on there and not have her, like, do, like, a crazy amount. Yeah, she amount. doesn't have to do a one-on-one match yeah. with Britt at her first pay-per-view back. Yeah, I think that might be the but, move. Man, uh, seeing Riho back put a, such a smile on my face. And, dude, and that also did add to it being part of my favorites. And Riho of versus course, Tony at full gear. Please, thank you. As some of the memes online show you guys, you know, Riho is the real champion of Triple H. She 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 ignites fear in that man's eyes. Whenever she's here, the ratings always win. That's because <laughs> you know when Riho steps in the ring, it's going to be a good match. I'm not even kidding. Riho is a phenomenal wrestler. Like incredible. Yep. I want to see how, how long has it been since we had Riho versus Shida? It's been far too long. We should have that match on dark, on elevation, main event. Book it, Tony. Book it, you son of a bitch. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, uh, good stuff there. Soraya and Riho. Soraya, sorry, and Riho. Wow, boo this man. You fucked up. Anyway. You um, fucked up. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's the favorites this week. So with that being said, yeah. Charlie, we got a couple of shows to talk about this week that are... That they happened before? Well, actually, so weirdly, technically, you had... There was two shows on Tuesday this week, technically. Technically. Uh, real quick, let's jump into the news. Nah, there's no news. The, can- no news. Canceling Fuck the it. news. There is no news. Fuck it. First thing's up. The, <laughs> the dog himself. The big bite. The big bark. Ace Steel has been released from AEW. Why you gotta make a man whose name is Ace a, a dog reference? He already sounds like a dog. Nom, 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 nom. Nom, 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 nom. That's what I fucking think of. <laughs> He's munching on the green bean, my brother. All right. <laughs> Any if comment? Wait, is it Kenny Omega a vegetarian? Does that technically make it like a vegan meal? No. He really bit that motherfucker. What <laughs> Actually, I'm, by the way, I'm pretty sure Kevin. I don't want to slander Kenny Omega. I don't think he's actually a vegetarian, so you know, whatever. 
All I know is Kenny likes a good Diet Coke. Um, Ken- yeah, Kenny Ace Steel has been likes released. Some Rio. You know he does. Hey. Hey. Every time we mention uh, Ace Steel from now on, it has to revolve around. Nom, 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 nom. It has to, so. I have to immediately make the sound. Re- <laughs> oh, shit. I can't do the Scooby. <laughs> I'm dying Ooh, over this here, man. man. This is this is fucking this is botchamania the episode, but um, that's okay. But um, also from that, CM Punk and AW are in talks about contract buyout. Again, I don't think this is really surprising to either of us. I mean, he can't. He's not going to return. We're never going to see him wrestle in AW again because you know it's just not going to. Would happen. he put over Hook in his last match? Nope. He'd bitch about it. He'd call him a fucking selfish prick and then hire Ace Steel to now, 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 bite his ass. Yeah, hire Ace Steel to beat up Taz. <laughs> I put over Ace Steel so hard on that show before All Out. <laughs> I know. I, I was like, this is this man just ignited fear in my heart. <laughs> he fucking made me excited for this match. Fuck. Ace Steel uh, might be the fastest like rise and fall in wrestling history. Ever. Uh, any comments on... Uh, Punk in the buyout? I mean, are you shocked at all? Uh, I'm not surprised because this is what everyone assumed was going to happen. I'm disappointed because I'd hoped that there was somehow a way you could reach a resolution where he didn't have to leave the company. But now, like, literally, and I'll say this, the biggest star in the company is walking out the door probably, and everyone thinks this is impossible to sign with WWE. And, And that's sad because they already lost Cody. And if CM Punk signs over there and becomes a success, what's going to stop Jericho? What's crazy though? I I don't even care about Punk anymore. I, I, the funny thing is that's how everyone s- says they feel, but the truth is it's still a massive loss, regardless of how people oh, feel sure. about it. Sure, and I agree. You equally can't lose the Bucks and Kenny because they do the same thing. But you also are now you're going to have in the same year you had Cody and CM Punk at the start of this year, and now you have neither of them. So, yep. so yeah, got to get that organized. Um. We actually had a little bit of sad news, and I meant to hit this at the beginning. I totally forgot. I didn't forget. I just didn't have the news pulled up. Um, but I wanted to acknowledge this on our show. The AEW lead video engineer, Brian Muster, uh, he passed away suddenly this past week. Um, his family launched a GoFundMe. They they wrote a beautiful thing. He he left behind a fiance to young children. So, RIP Brian. And, yeah, we just wanted to make that acknowledgement on our show. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, like, thoughts with the family and stuff like that. And it's absolutely. Sad. Like, you know, it sucks that, like, they've already had to tragically lose a couple of members of the AEW family, you know? Yeah, so I hope the best for the family and the children, and, yeah. Um, ROH, Garrett, final battle was we had a, a, a time, a date and location was announced. It'll be 10, where, uh, hold on, where is this? Tickets will go on sale November 4th, and... It's not listed here. Son of a bitch. I think they uh, said it's going to be on like December tenth, right? Something like that. It's it's not Son like of a bitch. This thing doesn't have it listed. <laughs> yeah, I, look at that, man. They I, said it I briefly am on, point right on the now, show. Boys. Listen, y'all. They announced the date. It's going to be after full year. That's all. I December tenth, College Park Center, Arlington, Texas. There you go. Wait, December tenth. Oh, so it's going to be before. Yep. It's going to be yeah. So after full year before the Christmas show. That makes sense. I think it's like the week after or the week before the WWE show or something like that. And then while he was asked this week about ROH, Tony Khan said, 
We'll have great news soon about weekly ROH shows. He's, and this was before the final battle announcement. He said they plan to have one more pay-per-view in 2022 and then launch a weekly show in 2023. You and I have kind of always said this seems like the obvious plan. So and do having, you think at that show then we get the announcement probably of what the show is going to be on? I do. Probably and the final battle. If it's YouTube or if it's HBO Max or hopefully it's HBO Max and it's just under an AEW banner. And I've they heard a lot of like how the really w- dumb WWE stuff being said about this news too. Like people suggesting that they move Rampage because Rampage is a bad show and turn that into Ring of Honor. And I was just like, well, you immediately on the same broadcast that said that they pointed out to them that well, you can't really do that. That's not how television rights work. Like, No, it's it's they just have no idea. They're just hating. Uh, look, I mean, here, right. ROH, I think treat it like NXT, bro. Remember WWE Network? It would have her on SmackDown on it, but it would also have NXT. That was where you'd watch it. Have your weekly ROH show on HBO Max, assuming, you know, since this is all with Warner Brothers. I mean, AW is everywhere. Every TBS game, the Yankees and, and Guardians or Yankees and Astros, there's an AW thing on the fucking field. I mean, it's legit. The the so AEW. AEW. That's how I would treat it. That's how I'm hoping it is. And that will eventually lead us to hopefully the pay-per-views being on HBO Max. We all relish that day. That'll be a great One day. day. Well, you know, honestly, I'm kind of excited too because, like, I'm curious how Ring of Honor's video log will 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 document this year where it was all in AEW. Like, that could honestly be pretty cool. I have no idea how that's going to. Would fit they include the dark matches? They would have to. Those are technically title defenses of Ring of Honor championships. They'd have to. <laughs> yeah. So this is the one I'm going to spend the most time on, and I'm just going to kind of I'm going to read a little bit of this. Okay. There's some quotes here from Busted Open from Tony Storm and from uh, okay, from Thunder Rosa. Okay. So basically, Thunder Rosa's hopeful for January return. She's still upset at the injury criticism, and yeah. So like, appearing on Busted Open Radio Friday, the AW Women's Champion addressed the current state of things and seemed to take aim at recent comments interim champion Tony Storm made about ending the quote interim title nonsense when she is quote doing the work every week. And Thunder said, I am still hurt. They haven't given me a time yet when I'm coming back. I'm saying it's January, and I hope it's January. And again, if Tony Storm disagrees with what was decided in the back, that is not my problem. She said, when I get better, I will still be the champion if my boss lets me be the champion. If he doesn't, I will be okay with that decision too, because I didn't make the rules, and that needs to be said. I don't make the rules. We just said that earlier. That That is a common way of thinking. Davinci? Look, I mean, I don't make the rules about Davinci. They make the rules. It's We told you. <laughs> It's the it's the Moros twins. You got to ask them what the rules are. But um, we need a ruling from them in this case. But no, I mean, yeah, I kind of mentioned it earlier. I think it's possible that due to the length, and I don't know that Thunder Rosa would be entirely against this if Tony if Tony came and talked to her. But uh, Tony Khan, not Tony, not Tony Storm in this case, you know. Um, and I think I think the best way to resolve this. If you wanted to not upset Tony, would be to take the interim tag off with the stipulation that the next time that Thunder Rosa is available, she's going to get a title shot against whoever the champion is, be it Tony Storm or whoever. Um, you could do that, and I think that would be yeah. a great way to sell a future show. But I don't think that's what's going to happen here. I think they may just strip the interim t- tag off, and then 
have some really messy open public media relationship fall apart and, and between I think, Tony and Thunder Rosa, which is really sad because she's one of the most And I think you open another roster, whole can of worms know? if you rip that tag off. You know? Because Thunder Rosa does, does uh, she comments kind of on this uh, similar, you know? She talks about, as a Latina, it's very hard to make a name for yourself because I'm not a second-generation wrestler. Self-made, I had the opportunity, and I had the great, great chance to work with many different companies where they believed in my work. And, I mean, we're you and I attest to that. First time we saw her work, she caught our eye immediately when she was the NWA Women's Champion. And it's just like... <sighs> she really went in depth here. I mean, we could spend 30 minutes breaking this down. We're not going to. She went it, in depth that... Does this suggest Rosa, that the idea of an interim title just creates backstage drama where it shouldn't be? Is that what this is? is that what I think it here? does if if rumors spark that the champion is not really hurt and that it's her ego that's only getting hurt if she loses. When that rumor sparked, every mo- there are so many trolls online, I'm sure, that hit Thunder Rosa with that every Dude, day. Dude, it wasn't just them. It was literally mainstream wrestling podcasts that people go to for their news every week and their opinion every week because they believe them to be legitimate opinions. And they say stuff like, I believe Thunder Rosa is not really injured, and she's just not doing this. They don't say it, but sh- they they go, yeah. they say it without saying it, and then you don't know how they actually feel. And for some people, they don't get sarcasm like that, you know. Like, and and it doesn't help Tony Storm playing it up during the AEW Rampage or Dynamite, whenever it was, and because uh, she I also we did. She's, I think that. on multiple different. I think the last two times she did one of those. Uh, post-match press conference as she mentioned it or maybe just the once and it feels like it's been a couple of times because it was right after all out but right after all out she said something even then which is what sparked all of it and it's like if that's if that's really the case it makes tony storm not look the greatest because like you just won the championship and you're already trashing the person that stepped down as champion essentially so that you could win it you know like Uh, yeah so (sighs) i think bad luck Let's and let's end it with this, because I, I think I'll, I think you're going to agree with me here. I mean, we're just hoping that Thunder Rosa is getting the time she needs to heal herself, continue this career, oh, absolutely, extend this career. You, she's an incredible wrestler. That was an incredible championship when she won it, and I really hope. Because Garrett, I I I I worry about. I shouldn't say I worry. I get concerned for these wrestlers when. The fact that she had to go on a a busted open to even say this, I feel like it's really affecting her personal life. It has to be. There's no way this doesn't affect your locker room perception. Like, if you're the rest of the women in the back who who tried to get booked every week and barely can get booked, and this person is literally out here refusing to work in your eyes because she's going to have to lose the championship or whatever the perception is, you know what I mean? Which, by the way, I hate to break this to all the people that thought Tony Storm was winning the championship at All Out against Thunder Rosa. She wasn't. Thunder Rosa just won the championship. I know it was like 100 days in, but they're not going to break Thunder Rosa's streak just so because we have a hot talent. They didn't do it for the acclaimed. The acclaimed had the to acclaimed. come back two weeks later and win. You know what I mean? Like, which is fine. It helped. It was good, but it should have been when it, 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 they didn't capitalize on the hot. T- you know what I mean? Like, ugh. yeah, is exactly. It? So. We're hoping Thunder Rose is the best, and you know what? When she returns, I hope she has a fucking insane match with Tony Storm, and then we can move on from all this. So, just sad that it came to this. That being said, Garrett, 
it's time to jump into Elevation, and then I'll jump into Dark, and then we'll both review Dynamite and Rampage, and then we'll kind of touch on some stuff that we got coming next week, because really cool matches that we're both excited about. So, Garrett, take it away. Dark Elevation, episode... 85. All right. Yeah, episode 85. All right. Um, We had episode 85 (laughs) opened up with Kip and Penelope getting another squash. I'm still hoping to get that Ruby and Ortiz, you know, triple A tag match, like build match. Uh, I'm, I don't even know if that match is going to happen now though. Cause is it Penelope? Is she hurt? Like, was that just kayfabe? Like what? Well, yeah, we don't know what's to do with Penelope. We don't I really know. hope she's not hurt immediately again. Ruby still really can't sucked. breathe properly. So, wait, Ruby still can't breathe. <laughs> her nose, remember? Oh. Remember her nose got really fucked up. Yeah, but up is she and... still dealing with that? That's fucked. Yeah, I think it's like a six week thing. Oh well, I mean, so, well, yeah, we could, we could still do it after or before. It's, we could. It doesn't have to happen now. We could. I'm still hoping for it. Anyway, um, they put him against another mixed tag that it's good. I don't know. Anyway, um. Just, uh, but yeah, so they did a nice tandem code breaker move, did a little more intergender cheating and uh, a couple of anarchist, excuse me, a couple anarchist suplexes for the W more great promo stuff for AEW heels. Honestly, it's not hitting the same for me as, uh, the other stuff has because I don't think they'd want it to hit as hard. So I will see, maybe there'll be a really compelling segment next week on elevation. We'll see. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't there for me this week. Uh, Frank, oh, you go up next, Charlie. Oh, they, they know how, they know who I like in Elevation, man. You guessed it. Frankie Kazarian got a squash on this episode of Elevation. And, uh, as I always say, very consistently delivers. He just won the, and then immediately dropped the X Division Championship off of Speedball Mike Bailey. Give that guy a shout out every time we can. And he Not a fucking Speedball, by the way. Absolutely. Speedball, getting it in. Multiple championships this year, I think. I could be wrong about that. But at least it definitely won the X Division. Um, and uh, Frankie will be getting a, I, I believe he's getting an Impact title shot now, now that he uh, dropped the uh, X Division title. So um, that versus him versus Josh Alexander should be good. Uh, I picked up the win with a crossface chicken wing. We had Athena taking on uh, Jody Threat. Interesting name. Um, Athena's like a ninja, dude. Like, what the hell? Uh, she dropped her over the ropes. Uh, everyone's like freaking out like Athena's killing people. I guess she is. Uh, I, I wrote in my notes, heal Athena, so I must have been feeling it too. Um, fuck it. Get more aggressive. Pick up the one with the O-face. I kind of hope, you know what? Fuck it. He- heal Athena. Heal Athena. Do it. Book it, Tony. All right. Up next, Real Charlie. quick. Real quick. Yeah. Um, uh, there was a lot of online spark about this match because these two laid into each other and yeah, people that are like, you know, how has this happened? They wanted this to go this way. Jody Threat even commented too fightful. It, when things started going this way, she loved it. She's fine. This was a fucking badass, hard hitting match. Athena always direction. like that's the one thing that's been missing from her style in AEW is, and I get it, not everybody likes to do that. But put her in there with Athena, dude. They'll fucking and murder if I'm each Athena, other. I play up sorry, on these Athena, Put her in there with Tony, I should say. But Athena, I play up on all these people saying this shit, like, oh, how could you do that? Is she unsafe? If if some of these all Japan like wrestlers came over here and did shit, people would be calling the fucking the cops. people love Lance Archer, <laughs> and he literally does the same thing to dudes all the time. I don't care. This is fine. All right. Speaking of uh, people getting the shit kicked out of them, Charlie, we had the. <laughs> we had the butcher <laughs> and the blade taking on. Fuck. Oh, you missed what you misfired it. All right. Anyway, um, so Chris and Patrick are their names, I believe, right? 
Um, and there's some TikTok, apparently I wrote TikTok in my notes, but there's some TikTok stars. And uh, Charlie, you know me, and I always have the same opinion when it comes to people like this in AEW. Absolutely. Bring in people that have outside influence. But the great thing about these guys, Charlie, they were actually so they wrestlers did. first, which is awesome. I, and I had no idea about that. No idea. I'd never heard of them. They weren't, I don't think they were that popular yet. They were just kind of building their name up on the indie scene, you know, trying to get booked places you know maybe trying to go for wwe or AEW. who knows uh but then they they popped for the whole davinky thing on on tiktok and i you know it wasn't spectacular butcher and the blade looked good but one boros i don't know which one of them it was one of the boroses hit a nice thrust kick yeah and then they dragged the lake on him it was good to see bunny out there i assume this was filmed uh in toronto Um, yeah oh man yeah bunny so yeah bunny looked great and let me just real quick the commentary when Butcher and the Blades music hit, they fucking sold it like a million bucks. Like who are they gonna Oh no? Oh no They're gonna kill them. Oh no. I think it was Minority just started laughing. He's like, these guys are fucking dead. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of people that were absolutely dead as soon as the music hit, Charlie, the next match on this show was uh it was a quick one. Uh we had Jay Lethal and Satnam taking on a group of jobbers, and we had Sanjay Dutt at ringside, of course. Um, we had some, we had, we had another, we had another Ian Wikipedia reference on, on, and we also got another reference, which is now my favorite. I love Ian Wikipedia, but Excalibur Squared might, might be my favorite one, Charlie. <laughs> God damn it. Excalibur Squared is a perfect, a perfect approximation of Ian Riccoboni, but. Um, we had a semi-tease of tensions in the group. Like, they've been teasing this for a while. If they're going to break Satnam off, just do it. Like, I don't know why they don't just do it. He's he's obviously developed well enough. I, I saw... think he would be a lost cause without these guys, though, right now. I, I mean, think, yeah. he seems like he's got a pretty intimidating voice. I wouldn't need him to cut, like, a super deep promo. Maybe break him and Satnam. Yeah. Sorry, him, bring, him and... Not him and Satnam. Bring Satnam and Sanjay off. Like, maybe have Satnam keep the mouthpiece of Jay Lethal. It just goes on to be Jay Lethal. Um, it definitely would be a good first match for Satnam against Jay. Oh, it'd be like uh, AJ versus Omos. You know, o- Omos? How do you say that guy's name? Yeah. Um, but that being said, uh, speaking of, of Satnam saying in this match, he kind of pulled a bit of a Thanos. By the way, he progressed super well. He's doing really good with his wrestling. I just want to say that because the last couple times we haven't really seen much. So I'm just glad to see that he's actually progressing as a wrestler. Um, but he pulled a bit of a Thanos in this match, Charlie. He said, I'll do it myself. Fine. I love it. Um, and yeah, and the next match was just full of my favorite wrestlers, Charlie. Uh, we had Emmy Soccer and Serena Deeb. What a team. Uh, probably the most experienced women's tag team ever. Like, holy shit. Anyway, um, taking on Madison Rain and Sky Blue. By the way, this is, by the way, if you think about this match just on paper, Charlie, this is Sky Blue getting in probably with the three most experienced women on the roster. Hello, what have we here? It's also a very beautiful match in the ring, I agree. But um yeah, I love I just love Sky getting to put together a match with those three. Imagine the conversation, you know, like whew. Um, And you can only learn when you're around this much experience and this when much you're in talent. there with the best. You know what I mean? What does yeah. Rick Flair always used to say? To be the man, you gotta beat the man. And these the are man. the women, you know what I mean, that she would have to beat to be on top. So theoretically, you know, so um, everything felt good. Tea time. We will chop you. Nice super kick from Sky, and then Serena locked in the Serenity lock for the dub. And in the main event of the evening, we had the Guns taking on the Bollywood Boys. Love seeing them on here, um, dude. I yeah, 
awesome. A little bit of Battle of the Brothers going on. You know that what I mean? And fucking not- entrance, dude, was great. Good stuff, dude. We liked these guys when they were on television on a dub. They, these guys were on. We forget. They were like on. I don't know if it was like a six or eight month run. They were on WWE TV and everybody enjoyed them. They were so like liked on WWE TV that when one of them got hurt by Randy Orton, everyone was concerned. Like, Without a doubt, I would bring these guys into the ROH tag team fold. This is Beautiful a known team. name. They, you know what? I, get these brothers booked, Charlie. I know who their trios, their trio member is. I just figured it out. Jorah fucking Joel. Okay, Jorah Joel and the Bollywood Boys, which sounds like a fucking band. Let's go. <laughs> That's their gimmick. They're the fucking new. They're the new fucking three man band. You know who I was kind of thinking is their third member, Lance Archer, and I, I really wish I could tell you why. That I would be awesome. Why. And I would love to see them just cowering in fear behind Lance. Everybody. And they just come out in like leather jackets and like full like they just start sporting nine millimeters. (laughs) I would love it, dude. They just start. They start beautiful. Robbing Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson pulls the Glock one week. No, anyway. Um, You fucking. They do like a. (laughs) You could redo. Like Lance Archer's theme, but with some like traditional fucking. <laughs> oh yeah, music. something funny from commentary. Daddy Magic has history with the Bollywood Boys. Give me that match, please. Give me, give there me you go. Yeah. two point easy, versus easy Bollywood money. Boys. Um, Ass Boys Chance, Big Rig. Oh, they picked up the one with the Big Rig, so they're still calling out FTR. Yeah. I guess that's gonna be so. Charlie, just a quick thought. It's just occurred to me. So does this suggest that FTR probably are losing the number one contenders match, and they're probably facing the Gun Club for the ROH titles or something? Most likely, I, I think I'm the fine guns with that. By FTR, the way, I, they've been yeah, teasing I this feud for like weeks, so they should exactly, probably do it. Right? They should probably do this feud at some point, so it's not just no, boiling and, in the background, and, like Andrade and, versus Darby for like never happening. You know, like and just in case if if maybe someone hasn't been here, as we've said this before, I think the guns match with FTR is a make or break match for the guns. They need to have that match on their resume. They need to have the match that everyone looks at, like yes, this team can fucking do it. The Acclaimed, they now have that match, and it's with Swerve in Our Glory. Twice. You know, every team needs that fucking star-making match on their resume. And I think... By the way, the do guns, you know that's one of the highest-rated matches of the year by people? I I can see why, man. It's so much fun. It's it's crazy to me, but... um, Yeah. But yeah, go ahead and take us through Dark 166, Charlie. Dark 166, so we were taped, um, and also in Toronto, Canada, prior to Rampage. We open up with Hikaru Shida taking on Vanessa Craven. Um, you know, Hikaru was rocking her other belts on Dark. Uh, Craven kind of opened up with some offense a little bit here, but Hikaru got back quick here. You know, she delivered the running knee strike to Craven for the win, and this was setting her up for her match on Wednesday or Tuesday that f- delivered. So, Dark Order. Yeah, the kayfabe is a bit fucked because even though the show is taped, technically it's supposed to take place on Tuesday, so technically she wrestled yeah. twice, I guess? <laughs> technically, yeah. Uh, Dark Order, Evil Uno, John Silver, Alex Reynolds, and Ted. I'm going to start, you know I'm going to start calling him Preston Vance. That's how he was billed on Rampage. Evil Uno, John Silver, Alex Reynolds, and Preston Vance defeated Tyler Turva, Shane Hawk, Zach Patterson, and Giordano. I mean, this was kind of exactly what it was. This was the Dark Order, you know, getting their match in Canada, getting in all the good I like stuff, getting all the goodies. Commentary. He was good. It was a nice touch. And Johnny Hungy, of course, right? Uh, Silver Reynolds, they were waiting. They they hit the double array of their double maneuvers. Evil Uno followed up with a rotating face slam for the win. So, yeah. Eddie Kingston and Ortiz took on Mojabari and Jake O'Reilly. 
Ortiz kind of just wasted no time here. He got going quick. Eddie eventually gets tagged in. He does his Eddie things, you know. <laughs> Moments later, Ortiz hits O'Reilly with a fisherman suplex, and that's how he gets the win. Best friends, AW All-Atlantic champion, Orange Cassidy, Chuck Taylor, and Trent Beretta defeated Kobe Durst, Stephen Maines, and Jesse V. Um, a lot of these guys that they're facing, I personally am unfamiliar with, and a lot of them haven't wrestled on Dark before because we haven't been to Canada before. That was a thing that they wanted to do was bring in a lot of these guys that are Canadian independent wrestlers. So, giving them opportunities. This was, uh, it was controlled the entire time by best friends, pretty much. Cassidy pinned Mains for the win. They challenged Death Triangle for the titles later that night, which we'll talk about in a minute. Ari Davari defeated Brandon Cutler. Sunny Kiss was out there. This basically, it, it, this was a Brandon Cutler match. Followed by Ari Davari getting in his shit, getting a good victory. Because he cuts a, he had his match with Hook. He got the promo after the match, claiming he's going to take the FDW Championship from Hook personally. Champion came out, walked around the ring, walked backstage. Shout out Hook on AEW Dark, Garrett. All right, Charlie. I got a con- another controversial take for you. I believe that Ari, the trust fund Ari Davari should be Orange Cassidy's, one of his first title offenses. That's what I believe. I would buy that. And give him all the title sense. shots. You know, Give him a title shot against John. Okay, maybe that's too far. <laughs> Willow Nightingale defeated Celaziah Sparks. Night- this was pretty much Nightingale having control from the beginning. She hit the Dr. Bomb for the win. Good week for Willow. Bro, Great who week the hell Willow. is making the gear for some of these women? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Canada. Respect. Shout out Canada. Shout out Canada. And then our main event. Two dark Hall of Famers. QT Marshall, Tante Martin. I mean, <laughs> I'll say it every time. QT did what he did, and he made Dante Martin look like an absolute fucking stud and a star because he's that talented. And Dante looked great here with a good victory in the main event of AEW Dark. He got to wrestle in Canada. And no matter what, you know, Darius has been out a long time now. And one of the things we were just hoping was that they just forget Dante. They're, they've never forgotten him. He has always been wrestling. I, I would have to double check it. This is a stat we will use at the end of the year when we eventually have our, our, our award show. Awards, not rewards. I guess the same thing. Um, when we have our award show, who wrestled the most matches? And I think right now Dante Martin's leading. And he wrestles every week. So good for him. Fucking Iron Man. I'm trying to think who would even be close. I'm. Uh, Sky there Blue's is a had woman a lot that's fairly close. Sky Blue there, has uh, had a lot of matches. You know who else is probably up there? Uh, well, Mox is probably up there because he's wrestled a lot. So he's take, he's take he's twice not taking time off. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Eh, anyway, um, <sighs> let's jump into this, man. Title Tuesday. Um, so AW was featured on Tuesday. Oh, it was kind of cool. Before it, we do, there's one thing I want to say about Dante. Yeah. You know that little move he does? That's like his finishing, like sort of slam thing. That's not the uh, the nose dive. Yeah. I guess it's maybe it's a signature. I was thinking if we we're gonna have a name for that, his name is Martin. Maybe call it like the Dirty Martini or something. I don't know. Ooh, okay. Hey, I, you know I like to throw different name names for moves out there. None of them have ever been taken. I don't think. Maybe one day they will be. You know, you just never know. Maybe I feel like we could have pitched Scissor Me Timbers. We could have pitched that. 
We like, could have done if that. If we had like, been given the time, we could have come up with that. Probably. I, I Actually, I don't think I would have come up with that, but I'm going to be honest. That's such a good name. It is. That's why it's good. Anyway, so yeah, two, Title Tuesday, starting us off with Best Friends in Orange Cassidy, some of my favorite wrestlers in the world. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so our first, this was a triple uh, for the title. Opening up our show. I mean, let's be, let's just be honest here, man. The pace of this match was fucking insane. And that, they're setting a standard for these trios titles. And I think it's the best thing they could possibly do for these titles. Set the bar that every single time these belts are on the line or this champion is in the ring, it's going to be the most, uh, let's go fucking rock here, electrifying, fast-paced wrestling match of the night. I mean, you know what you're getting into. When it's Death Triangle and then when it's whoever they're facing, that match is going to leave you in awe. And that, Garrett... Is how you open up the fucking show. This, I, I, God, I would love this to just sit wrestling. and talk about. Yes, and I would love to sit and talk about how they. We knew that AEW would do this with these titles. They would, they would make us truly care about trios titles. And bro, there were two championships introduced, and I was like, "Give me these tampers. Because I was seeing like every week they do these insane trios matches, and I'm like, "But what is it all for? What does it all mean?" Even with even oh man, even with New Japan and and the Hung Bucks with ROH, I never felt like the titles were ever actually respected. And my God, these fucking AEW trios titles are fucking awesome. Every match kicks ass. Garrett, Penta, uh, my bad. Orange Cassidy, Ray Phoenix, give me that match. Give it to me now. Give it to me for that title. Give me what I want. Exactly. Batista knows, bro. I, I love it, man. I loved it. And what'd you think of... Uh, so let's get to the end of the match here. Let, let me cover the end. Okay. Cassidy hits an orange punch on Pac. As Penta went for a step-up destroyer, Trenta blocked, and Strong Zero hit for a two. Phoenix made the save, put Trent away with a sit-out driver to retain the titles. Absolutely beautiful sequence. The whole... Ah, man. What chemistry these guys have, by the way. Absolutely. But, yeah, what are your thoughts on this match? And, uh, yeah. It's so crazy. We had this match, like, what was it, like, two or three weeks ago or something like that? And this something match like is completely different from that match. Obviously, there's a lot some similar stuff, Great obviously. Point. But it did feel like a different match. Like, these guys are talented enough that they're like, let's not do the same thing we did a couple of weeks ago. We got to actually make this mean something because everyone's going to believe that we could win this year because Cassidy just won the All-Atlantic, you know? So, you know, we could ride that rate. And who knows? They may have been a discussion in the back. You know what I mean? Like, who knows what the actual plan was? Obviously, we know what it is now, but we don't know at the time. So, um, I mean, I said something to you last week. It was like, there's no reason they couldn't win this match, you know? Um, but Absolutely. Just crazy spots all over the place. They did a Tower of Death spot, which is actually not super common in AEW anymore. I feel like it was in the first year or two. There was a lot of like random Tower of Death spots, and now they don't really do it as much because they realize it has more impact when you only do it every so often. Um, yeah. It's like the same thing with the blood. Like They've toned it down significantly instead of like every other match, you know? Like, um, And some triple dive stuff that was good. Phoenix chopping the shit out of everybody is great. Um, I agree Phoenix versus Cassidy would be a really great match. It really would, man. Um, the Canadian Destroyer blocked into a strong zero is a great counter. Uh, and then just pile drivers all over the place and one to finish it off, like you said. And uh, Charlie, who do you think 
the Death Triangle are going to take on for the all, excuse me, the All Atlantic for the all, uh, the all the the AW World Trios Championship. I don't know why I can't get these names right. All right, anyway, what do you think? Hmm. Who do I think maybe next? Um, well, I meant like sorry, I, at full gear, I should say, at the pay per view. Okay, at full gear. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see Dark Order. I I think I could see Dark Order kind of getting a pay per view shot here soon. We don't. We still don't know if Grayson's on them, right? Uh, I There's don't been know. no official announcement, so we can assume he's probably not resigned, right? Yeah, like, he he might not be, and which is sad because like why even bring him in at that point? That just feels really weird. I could because I don't think they're going to do the trustbusters. Uh, part of me would have said that. But I just I don't feel like it's hot enough right now. No, they need to do some months of building up the trustbusters a little bit because the crowd is starting to warm up to the trustbusters a little bit. I think, or at least they're not like garbaging them anymore or at least it's getting yeah. cut from the feet if they are but like I yeah. mean will will like two thirds um, of the trust busters needs to develop and then like Sunny Kiss some is just wallowing away like I'll, I'll throw some teams at you just give me a thumbs up or thumbs down okay the embassy yeah thumbs up I'd take that Brian Cage okay. is on fire right now uh, we just talked about it, but the Trustbusters are probably thumbs down right now. Probably not May- happening. I mean, I would be willing to see what they would do with it. I don't think it would be that good. Though. Ooh. Ah, wow. Jay Lethal, Satnam Singh, Sanjay Dutt. Now, that would be a good match. I'm sorry. It would be. You could always take on any trio of the Blackpool Combat Club. Yep. If I was going to say a trio, probably Claudio, Danielson, uh, and Mox. I'd be my guess. Even with Mox with a championship, because it doesn't seem to matter. With, you know, with and then with if he's healthy and he's ready to return, the House of Black. The cards are there. I mean, Malachi, Buddy, and Brody. So, I mean, that's the ultimate build. Because that was a feud they right. wanted to do trios for a while. And it just never kind of worked out with injuries and timing. And it'd be good to do for those titles. Yeah, I would love it. I would love it. And I just want to see Adam Cole come back. That's all I want. And we eventually, you know, we can get into, you know, uh, the pinnacle back. Is, is, you know, what's what's going on with all that? Is, is FTR, you know, going to win these belts with Dan Housen? I mean, who knows? <laughs> all right, moving on. We had a video package of Moxley and Hangman Page. What did you show him last year? Moxley in the ladder. Casino ladder match. Page said Mox broke first, not him. Good stuff. Tony Schiavone is backstage in interested parties in the AEW interim women's title match. Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter with Rebel. They said one of them will be the AEW women's world champion as Tony time is over. over. We jump to our Tony match. Good stuff. Video package highlighting the kingdom. Mike Taven. Wow. Matt Taven, Mike Bennett, and Maria Kanellis. Could you add Adam Samoa Joe called her a cackling bird. <laughs> Did viewing on Rampage last week, we hear the words from the board low Mojo <laughs> making the wrong decision. The cackling bird. <laughs> Renee Paquette bird. is backstage with FTR, ran down their resume from the past year, and asked if there's more hardware they want to add to their collection. Harwood listed their challengers for the titles they hold, but ultimately, they want the AEW tag titles. They are, they are interrupted by Swerving Our Glory, saying FTR put the priorities ahead of AEW for too long. Next week, FTR versus Swerving Our Glory with the winners getting the AEW title tag team That match shot. is gonna fuck. It's gonna be unfucking real isn't it? I mean, it better be. I I unfortunately wasn't watching Dynamite Live, so I just happened to, you know, 
open my social media and I see people talking about this match and I was like, no fucking way. No fucking Are way. Are you oh. shitting me? Oh, Are my. You? Anyway. Um, I am not a man. I am a legend. Alex Marvez is backstage with Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutton, Darby Allen. Lethal wanted a rematch and Allen said he beat him again and again. Dutt said they were an in contact with someone who knows Allen's weakness and they know what it is. Lethal and Dutt beat up Allen, trapping him under a steel door. Lethal put Dude, the figure the four most, on him at the uh, same Brian time. Brian Alvarez described this. This is the most wrestling segment ever. And it's so true because instead of beating him <laughs> up by just stomping on his chest, you go to put his, you put your move on him. It's so wrestling. <laughs> Trapped him under a door with the figure four. That was awesome. It was great. You know it was what? such a wrestling. That This felt like a wrestling segment to me. Like, we used to get segments like this all the time on Raw, and we just got so used to it. Like, it's AW should do stuff like this more. It feels more like sports entertainment sometimes. We need a little bit of that. And I'm sure Darby loves doing whatever, you know? Like, come on. It is fun. All right. We had a 30-minute promo segment. We're not going to break this down word for word. Tony Schiavone was out there with Regal. He got two words out. MJF Kim's out. So... Long story short, MGF tells a story about how he reached out to Regal at a young age. Regal denied him, rejected him, told him, you know, come back. Uh, long story, like, told him, come back to me when you're good enough, essentially, is the way MGF Basically. took it. He, he burned him. And MGF reads Promised his message an opportunity every day. and said, ha kid, you're never going to succeed. He said, now in 2022, the tables have turned. Regal is an old man who got fired. Well, attaching to talent to get a job in AEW while MJF is a generational talent. Great gimmick, by the way. Him calling himself a generational talent. Yes. I can't wait till he's a world champion. It's going to be fucking awesome. Uh, yeah, look. This was a very, very long promo. That's why I'm not going to spend all the time on it because this felt long. You know what surprised I actually, me, though? I It was great stuff. But I think this is one of the few times verbally that MJF, had, someone else had the upper hand on him. Like, not that he was outspoken by William Regal. I think MJF owns every segment that he's in. But I think that in the storyline, MJF... In the storyline, yes. He was was on the back foot after this. And it leaves for later in the show, which we'll get to that stuff as well, um, you know, toward the end of the the episode of... Not this episode, but the episode of Dynamite. Um... Uh, yeah, I just, Regal got the upper hand throughout this because he kind of pulled Obi Wan at the end there too. A little bit, yeah. He turned his back. He basically said, "Strike me down, and I'll become po- more powerful than you could ever imagine." I mean, <laughs> I'll become Regal a is Obi Wan. <laughs> also, will is... also you know Wheeler Yuta probably would you know knock his teeth down his throat, but you know there's also <laughs> there's also <laughs> yeah. that, but you know like yeah. So look, I mean, he couldn't do it in the end. Look, if you haven't seen this segment, we couldn't do it justice. Yeah, breaking it down it's, it's word so by hard word. to talk about MJF's it promos is. because I used to say, oh, every promo that MJF does is so great. And I saw some people saying the same thing again. Here's the thing. Every MJF promo is going to be better than the last. So you should just assume that going forward, not expect anything less. And then if he oh, actually has a bad promo, we can talk about it. But other than that, it's just You know what I would love to see out of this? I, I, and if I was talented MJF to versus do this, Wheeler Yuta in a death match. Sorry, what? If you know the, how people make like those animated videos over these kind of stories like this, yes, someone could make a brilliant animated video about this promo and just like show some of the backstage footage of him at like NXT stuff. Yeah, yeah, just like a little little MGF. You know, he does this little thing. You know, you could, people this did that stuff real- with some of the stuff that he brought up during the punk stuff. So I I could see it. You know, I wonder if we'll see that online. That'd be awesome. All right, video package showcasing the Ring of Honor match is up next. Quick introduction to Dalton Castle. 
And it also shows CM Punk is in there. Seth Rollins is in there. Yep. Lots of cool stuff. Renee Paquette, again, backstage with the acclaimed Billy Gunn. Welcome to Renee AEW and say this Rampage on Friday is title versus trademark. The acclaimed versus Tony Nese and Josh Woods, now dubbed the Varsity Athletes. Yes. If the acclaimed win, they get to use the scissoring Arctics antics again. Arctics? Uh, yeah, all right, Charlie. I know we're in the middle, but I have to pause. I need to use the restroom so bad. Earlier on, they go to a segment that was featured earlier in the day, and Renee Biquette's interviewing Danielson and Yuta. Danielson said last week's loss to Jericho wasn't ideal. He still has the high hopes for Danny Garcia and said the right guidance could be the wrestler. He could be the best wrestler ever. Yuta then gets very annoyed by this, a little jealous. I kind of got the feeling of. Um, he was saying Garcia used him. This was something Claudio mocks in himself. Saw coming from a mile away. Everyone but Danielson. Yuta walked off. He felt like he was disappointed in his wrestling hero. Any other story to this? Or, or I mean, if they wanted to go this way, this is now the second group that there's been tension caused by Wheeler Yuta. And if they wanted to make Wheeler Yuta a heel out of this, they could. But I don't think that's the route Oof. they're going to go. Yeah, no, I would not. Yeah. No, no, no. Can't take Yuta out of this group. He's like our heart and soul of it right now. I mean, I, I don't know if everyone sees it that way. I don't even know what the general consensus on certain stars, like who people consider to be the major stars of AEW. You know who I do, but I don't know. I, I just I feel like with how he joined the, the combat club, there's a certain way that I just, I don't know. Him, his coronation, shout out the king of the Andals, was uh, <laughs> beautiful stuff. All right, backstage, Jade Cargill has, has demanded... Kira Hogan and Layla Gray tell her where her TBS title is. They said Nala Rose isn't here, but she'll be at Rampage. Jade looked into the camera, told Tony Khan she'll hijack his show for 60 minutes if Nala doesn't give her a TBS title back. Let's be honest, Tony Khan. You'd get your ass whooped by Jade. That's, a, that's not even a fight, my guy. GG. Hey, I'd like All 60 right. minutes with Jade. Hold on, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hey, hey, hey. Oh, just she kidding. looked at Jade's married, I'm pretty sure. Anyway, um John Moxley, Hangman Page, main event, AW World Championship. If you guys didn't watch this, maybe you're a little behind on wrestling. This wasn't really a match. Um Let's just cut to the chase here. Uh Hangman Page got hurt during the match. He suffered, I believe, a concussion. It was ruled as. And it knocked him out clean. He was definitely KO'd there for a second. And they they had the uh, well, stoppage we of the match. The, the, throughout the course of the match, MJF disappeared. So I assume he was going to cash in. You, yeah, you said they're going to cash in or... Yeah. I don't know. Whether that and, resulted in him becoming champion or not and set up a full year match, potentially. I mean, I could see that. You know what I mean? Yeah, but. so John Moxley defeats Hangman Page for the AW World Championship. There'll definitely be an asterisk next to this match eventually when we talk about Moxley's title reign. Because, yeah, I mean, the doctor jumped in instantly, checked Page. They quickly ended. The crowd was stunned. Everyone was concerned. The camera then, after they realize what's going on, the camera cuts away. It doesn't go back to them. Uh, Regal comes to ringside with Moxley. Excalibur runs on Rampage and Dynamite cards. Commentary shook. Taz, Taz really was shook. I'm not even going to play the audio here as a joke. I mean, he was actually, I think the guy was genuinely kind of freaking out. And you got, we got to see that. And 
I, I could feel him being that uncomfortable about the situation, right? And, he, you know, he kind of went on to say he never wants to see a competitor get injured. Moxley took the microphone, said he hopes and prays Hangman Page can walk, talk, and play with his child again. Moxley said you need to have guts to play this game every time you come out. Since the Yankees game didn't go long, they have time left. So it was calling MJF out. MJF runs out with referee Bryce, teased the cash in, handed Regal the poker chip. Nice touch from earlier. Grabbed a microphone, said he'll cash in on Moxley when he's 110%, no excuses. So he was cashing in at full gear. He screamed at Regal for the first time in his career, he's going to earn it. Moxley threw a bunch of things that got censored. MJF will earn his boot down his throat. Head will pop like a Pez dispenser. And at full gear, they'll find out what MJF is made of. And it's dangerous whenever you so, step in yeah, the ring him with John Moxley. Chip make him the GM? Like... <laughs> <laughs> Question mark? In. But yeah, man. MJF and Moxley at full gear, that's, I think, the best possible route you could go right now. I remember we talked about that at All Out. We were like, well, is this the best route? And I'm like, oh, not really. I mean, if you had MJF here, yada, yada, yada. This is the best direction you could go in for the world title right now. So, so my, my question opinion. is this, Charlie. I mean, if, if it's MJF versus Moxley at the pay-per-view, I mean, it's going to be kind of a short title reign for Mox, man. <laughs> like, I think so, man. I, I think... I don't know. It was weird, right? Because he had his interim tag there for months. So... Yeah, well, it's uh, it's going to be interesting, but I don't like the chances of surviving. He was interim this champion for a guy that's not going to be with the company anymore. Do you just take that interim off that title reign and make it a title reign? And then say well, he dropped the title to CM Punk. In AEW's record books on the website for AEW, it does have its own title reign for being interim. So it, he is still in the record books. They still do acknowledge his reign. He was interim for a certain period of days. And then he wasn't, you know, and then he won it back again. So the title was vacant. So, yeah, look. Vacant, undefeated this year. I think this was shaping up to be a really good dynamite. The hang- the injury, you know, that definitely killed the main event. I mean, straight up. There's no way to get past it. It, it. What was promised for our main event was ruined. And it was for an awful reason. I mean, the guy got fucking hurt. So, and it's... It's the, one the, of the biggest the, luck, the bad stars. luck just keeps pouring on this year. It's awful, man, and it. it I really hope Hangman's okay. I don't know how AEW recovers from 2022, man. It's been brutal, and it hurts that we're saying this all the time. Like we hope that someone's okay because that's how many people are hurt. I mean, we've mentioned it like six times on the show, like different people Dude, that are the first are like hurt four months is going to be all returns of people that got hurt this time last year. You know what I mean? It's going to be insane, like. And we're still waiting on the elite. Well, like, that's a this different is insane. I mean, that, no, exactly. But they're also out. Like, doesn't this reflect even of... more poorly on them because of how much it's putting people in the crossfire currently? Like, it's not great. Like, I think, yeah, we'll see. I think the locker room is going to have their backs like a thousand and ten percent more than they even did. And I'm very curious to see how this is all going to play out. So, that being said, Garrett, let's jump into rampage here. This is Rampage, baby. Rampage, baby. They claimed, defeated the Varsity Athletes to retain the AW World Tag Team Championship and win back the scissoring trademark. I mean, there were some funny references here about uh, the ratings. They fucked they went, up. They fucked up. They fucked. They went to do scissoring and they weren't allowed to. It's mentioned, and I'm glad they mentioned this. It's mentioned on commentary. A deal has been brokered to keep Jade Cargo from taking the show hostage. I... 
I'm a little sad about that because I was actually looking forward to see what they would do. Like, is she just going to be straight standing in the ring, beating the shit out of security as the fucking as the show goes on air? I mean, kind like, of. I, I think I think they really could have done something special with that, but they she also gets her did, moment did, a little. They obliterated Mark Sterling's balls. Yeah, they did. So, I mean, this match was uh, nothing special here. This was this yeah. was the acclaim beating you know the varsity athletes who AW doesn't take serious, so it doesn't come across as being taken serious by the fans and the crowd. I still think it's funny that they stole the Varsity Blondes name. I just think that's hilarious. Yeah. What What do you think of the name Varsity Athletes? I mean, like really, it technically fits. I mean, I don't know <sighs> that Josh Woods was necessarily a Varsity athlete. Probably I know, was. right with Josh Woods being a Varsity athlete. It's like really, this is. Not I mean, if he, he feels more like an Olympic athlete, right? Like if he wasn't, like, you know, like he's that yeah. size. I don't know. Whatever. Technical beast. Any, anything of uh, anything of note here from this one from you? Uh, just the destruction of St. Mark Sterling's balls. <laughs> we then jump to a pre-tape segment. Uh, Tony Schiavone's interviewing Jade Cargill. Schiavone. Penelope Ford is injured, so Layla Gray will replace her in the match against Willow Nightingale tonight. In exchange, Nala Rose will get into the ring for a confrontation with Cargill so she can get her TBS title back. Car- Cargill doesn't care about Rampage. She just wants her belt back. She's a professional woman who keeps her word, just like Shivani. Cut the shit. Good stuff. In the back, Ortiz and the Lucha Brothers try to stage an intervention with Eddie Kingston about his temper. Yo, where the fuck did this come from? But it was awesome. Have you not been paying attention to this story boiling in the background? I warned you not to sleep on it. They're going to build something. No, no, it's nice. I like that he tried to stage an intervention. It pack interrupts, told Kingston to listen to them. Since they're all champions. That has to be a match Pac, at the pay-per-view, right? Pac then he went on about his behavior at Grand Slam. He upset him. Give us this match, right? Pac and, Pac and Kingston. Dude, yes. that match sounds awesome. <laughs> it really does. Hook and Ari Davari. Three minutes. Hook beats him. Ari tries to pay him off. It gets kicked away. Davari. There was about a minute where he was looking really good. And I was like, are we actually going to get a match? I mean, Hook's selling a little bit. Yeah, it went away quickly. Pulled Davari back in the ring for the submission. Grabbed Jeeves. Choked him out as well. Yeah. A Hook three-minute match. I'm, st- I'm still waiting for that big Hook match. I am too. Lexi Nair interviewed Stokely Hathaway, Matt Hardy, and Ethan Page. <laughs> Hathaway sent Private Party to the Stokely Hathaway Wrestling Academy. And they're sending Matt Hardy to wrestle a match on Dark next week. Matt Hardy... <laughs> Responds with a rap. He's been showing highlights of him rapping on his Twitter. And Stokely's face was a million bucks here. You've Just never what? seen white people like this. No, I'm kidding. He's like, what the fuck did you just do to me? Um, <laughs> and then in the longest match of the night. Just kidding. It was actually the second longest. Pretty cool. True. Willow Nightingale defeated Layla Gray. And honestly, a match that was Far better than I thought it would be. Uh, anytime Layla Gray's in the ring, I unfortunately have no You're afraid for her health. For yeah, I know. Yeah, you just you never know because when she doesn't wrestle the best talent on Dark, it, it it's a it could be really rough at times. Yeah, said match, but put her in the ring with someone like Willow, I thought she looked fine. It, it this match completed what it needed to. Her story gear looked here, better than it normally does. It did. Yeah, Layla's yeah beautiful woman, but. This match, the whole story here, Willow Nightingale got the graphic. Willow Nightingale is officially all 
Elite. I felt so happy for her, getting that graphic. It was awesome. It's sad that it took this long. Like, we've been saying that Willow was ready to go, like, since Jump. So, you know, listen to us more, Tony. Listen to us, you son of a bitch. Uh, so the celebration then ends. Jade comes out with a chair. Jade looks like a million fucking bucks. JR even had to comment on it. She's sat in the ring protest, gave Nala Rose a 10-second countdown. This was smart because he got the crowd doing that chant. So whoever told her to do that, good on you. Cheap pops. Crowd counted down. Nyla Rose was shown in the parking lot stealing Jade's car. <laughs> she was she was singing the song of uh I just know it as like a fucking He-Man parody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's from He-Man. It's from He-Man, I think. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> Rose then took her crew out for a night in the town of Jacksonville in Jade's car. Has her title. Again, the way that they show Marita Shafir in these segments. I, I'm I'm officially thinking they've started to embrace the Nyla Rose like Twitter personality that she has. They're just letting her roll with it, and this is gonna end up turning her face. Like it it's gonna turn her face with the crowd, and they're just gonna have to accept it. So maybe they thought, you know what, we've had Nyla heel for four years now. Let's switch it up. Let's let her be the face. And I wouldn't be surprised if babyface Nyla is the one to beat Jade at the end of all this. Because I, I wouldn't have expected that. It would not have been my guess. I, I just but, assume this match is gonna is gonna slap, but I don't know that. So, I, exactly, I, I don't know either. I'm. It doesn't feel I'm like Nyla has a slow down mode though. So I feel like it has to be good. You know. I think, and Nyla can sell. Do you Nyla's think Nyla? Gonna, okay, question. Do you think Nyla could get Jade up for the beast bomb? Hundred percent. Okay. And Nyla can sell Jade's kicks. Like shout out that fucking that dude. That got kicked last week by Jade. That motherfucker sold it like a million bucks. And when you can sell these moves from Jade, because of how much bigger she is than everyone else, and she just she's so muscular too. I feel like Jade could just, throw me. You know, I I'd, I'm not gonna comment okay. on whether or not I want that to happen. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Jade beat up security guards. No comment. And they no tried comment. to remove her. Look, this is. I, good on them for doing what they can with this, I guess, right? At least, fuck, I, I don't know where this... If this goes to full gear, and we have, like, a legitimate kind of, like, six-week build-up to it, uh, that's all the better for it, so... Every title... A lot of the women's title reigns have suffered from, like, two-week builds, so... Yeah. Let Vicky, Maria Shafir... This, I, this could be, Garrett, this could be the founding potion of Maria Shafir getting over. Could be. Jump into the main event. Orange Cassidy. Roosh. Preston Vance. Meaty men slapping meat, Garrett. Yes. Take the lead here. What did you think of this match? And uh, anything stick out from you? First of all, Orange and Mark Henry in the pre-match promo. Hilarious. Um, Brilliant. I love the idea that somebody was probably like, we need a third box. We're going to make four. And Orange was like, no, we have a third box. It's where Mark stands. And Mark was probably like, no, stay out of my box. I got to have my own box. And Orange was like, no, let's cuddle up. Come on. Come on. Let's have this. Come on. Come on in, buddy. Snuggle up with me, bud. And then he literally, I loved it. Mark put his arm around him. He's like, this feels, this doesn't feel right. I'll put my arm Give me a See, we're buds. You know what I mean? It's good, good, friendly, yeah. nice image for the families at home. You know what I mean? Orange Cassidy is just a wholesome dude, you know? Um, love it. And we had him versus Roosh and Preston Vance. 
um, the All Atlantic Championship. What a great booking decision to just randomly slap a, a championship match on Rampage. Um, I love it. I love the idea yeah. that people say that this show is just an overspill of dynamite. Because yeah, you're right. You can't always fit everything into two hours. So sometimes it's good to put it on Rampage. Um, unfortunately, this was the only thing worth seeing on Rampage this week, which sucks. You know, as much as I like the acclaimed, it just wasn't it wasn't worth the time to put it on the show. You know, unfortunately, like. Um, that acclaim match was not. I'm not going to blame them. I'm just, no, I think it's not a bad. Not, I don't blame anybody in the match. They just was bad timing. That match could have exactly. worked a little bit further into their title reign, but you just had to build up that team, the varsity athletes, a little bit more. Like I imagine, in two or three weeks' time, varsity athletes will just be a normal team that we see, and we'll be like, "That's fine," you know. Yeah. We won't love or hate them, but we'll be like, you know, what? both wrestlers are talented enough that you put them in with the right combination of people, and they're going to have a really good match, you know. So, I don't know. Absolutely. Warjo versus Varsity Athletes would be a good match. And and after the show closed, there was a really nice tribute to Brian Muster from Excalibur. And it was a beautiful way to end the week. And it was a lovely way to end the week moving on to the next, you know? So, yeah. Orange Cassidy. Good stuff there, man. I, uh, I'm with you. There's stuff with Mark Henry. Brilliant. Dan House and punched Roosh. the guy in the dick again. That was good. That was good. I thought Roosh is just the table didn't break, so they put ten through it instead. Great, great stuff from all around, and Cassidy sold like crazy in this match. By the way, despite being the champion, he did, he did, and he did well. Um, after the match, there was that stare down between Roosh and Vance at the entrance ramp. Is that a full year? One ran out. He also pointed at Cassidy, so that's another match we're gonna get. So I we'll look at those singles matches. I expect we'll get Vance versus Cassidy at some point as well. So I'm excited for all exactly. Of this. Yeah. So let's do a quick little preview of next week, and then we'll we'll get out of here. We'll get out of your hair. EW World Champion John Moxley defends against Penta El Zero Miedo. Fucking awesome, right? I mean, you you can't beat that match to be honest. Davinci. Davinci. AW Tag Team Title Number One Contenders Match FTR versus Swerve in Our Glory. Best cool. in glory. Riho versus Jamie Hayter. Bruh. 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 That match is going to be the highest rated match in months. I, I can't wait to see it. It's Chris get, they're going to be banging, brother. Banging. Chris Jericho and Danny Garcia versus Claudio Casanoli and Wheeler Yuta. Bruh. Brian Danielson versus Sammy fucking Guevara. Bruh. Sammy Guevara. That's five matches I'm actually like super interested in. Beautiful week. I'm excited for what's coming. And yeah, Garrett, I mean, look. That's all we can ask for, right? What, Sammy getting his head kicked in? Sammy getting his head kicked in. A good, uh, a nice week of Dynamite and Rampage. Some fun stuff. You know, we got some merging talents in the men's and women's divisions. You know, no, and I don't want just Dynamite and Rampage. I want at least one solidly good dark main event this week. That's what I want. Yeah, AW Dark's going to be fucking two hours, so strap in, buddy. They taped like 16 matches, so here we go. Um, well, if you're still here tonight on Dark Elevation, Mesa Ruga returns, and I, I think both of us are very excited for that. And maybe you've already watched that. And you're like, what the fuck, dude? That match sucked. Or that was the greatest match I've ever seen. Anyways, we'll catch you guys later. This is the Eat Sleep Elite Podcast.
Damn it, Bobby.